American Craftsman Podcast is sponsored by Hayfla. Hayfla offers a wide range of products and solutions for the woodworking and furniture making industries, from hinges and drawer slides to connectors and dowels, sandpaper, shop carts, wood glue, and everything in between. Exclusive product lines such as Lux LED lighting and Slido door hardware ensure that every project you create is built to last. Learn more at Hayfla.com. Wow, I feel good. Welcome back. Yeah, I do feel good. <laughs> Joined by our, um, what do you call it when you're the most of something? Most preeminent? The preeminent guest. The most prolific prolific guest on the podcast. Friend, Mr. John Peters. Great to be back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this must be five, five times. Yeah, and Walter was here just, uh, I think, two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah. spoke highly of you. Yeah, Walter's a good. Walter's a good. I'm learning from Walter now. Walter is John's roommate, <laughs> housemate, housemate. Actually, somebody reached out to me today asking for Walter's info uh, about some machining. Really? Yeah. So Walter's my son. Yeah, he's um, he does live with us, which he's smart because he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm just saving all my money. Well, I can. Yeah. If, if I, you know, I moved out here uh, in like 2011 or whatever, but yeah, if I was close to my parents, I would have stayed there as long as I could. It's oh, great. Yeah. It's great having him and Michael's home. Jack's the only one who's out now, uh, but Michael just graduated last year. So they're, they're all just sort of taking their time and building up uh, a kitty because uh, it's really, really, I can't get over how expensive it is to rent something these days. Yeah. Yeah. Back back in my day, it was quite normal that if you didn't go to college, you spent, you know, your graduation from high school was your last day living at home. Really? Oh, yeah. Parents expected you out. I, it, I actually like having them around. <laughs> I was going to say, it. it uh, I feel like it gets a bad rap, but like it must be cool having like your adult children around, you know, now that. Yeah, they're they're doing their own thing. So Michael gets on the boat to go into the city. He leaves the house, I think, at a, a quarter to seven, maybe even earlier. Mm-hmm. Which uh, which port is he going out of? Uh, he leaves from Atlantic Highlands and goes into Lower Manhattan. Okay. And uh, and then Walter leaves around seven. Olivia leaves around six forty. And Jack's been out of the house for about two or three years now. Maybe maybe four years. Uh, he's, um, Jack lives close by though, but you don't see Once they move out, you don't see him all that much. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny that way, right? He's only five minutes away and it's, it's nice when he comes by for dinner. Yeah, he is. I never thought of it, but he is real close. Yeah. Just go past the park and there you are. Yeah. I, I can meet him if I, um, mountain bike over to his place. Cause he's like literally, uh, like a block or two out of the woods, mm-hmm. you know, you take like this little trail out to this dirt road and it's two or three blocks and you're like right in front of his house. So sometimes if I'm on a ride, I'll, especially when it's warmer out and not getting dark so early, I'll just drive by his house just to see if he's out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I've stopped there and had a beer with him. So it's cool. Yeah. Sounds great. They, they go from being, you know, somebody like you're in that stage now with hunters five or six, five. So you're in that stage where you're, you know, you're, you're everything to them. Yeah. And I remember looking forward to the the time when I could really throw a baseball hard to them. 
And then it got to the point where I didn't want them to throw it that hard at me because they're just like if you saw Michael doing that handstand into the uh, oh yeah into the ice bath, they're just strong. Yeah, and they get big quick. So mm-hmm. enjoy it. That's I tell every young parent, you just got to really enjoy it because it's like a blink of an eye and it's gone. It is. I mean, it, just time in general goes by so quickly. It really does. It really does. Yeah. Days are long. The years are short. Say it all True. the time. Yeah. Like Alan, our UPS guy, stopped in today. I said, hey, Alan, how's the baby? Oh, she's going to be a year. I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I have no sense of time, really, as it is, but uh, that, that really caught me off guard. Yeah, it goes, it goes by so quick. It's funny because I think... When Michael was maybe two, I think that's when I got my first digital camera. So they're all pretty well documented, mm-hmm. but they're all documented mostly in in uh, photos. Yeah, where Olivia is just so well documented from my phone. Of she got a phone when she was in seventh grade. It's just like everybody's got video. I mean, look, at I'm probably the most well-documented. <laughs> <laughs> well, now everything, if you have an iPhone, it's a live photo. So it's like a two-second video. Every picture is really like yeah. a two-second video clip or whatever it is. Is that? I thought that was just a setting. I thought you could change that. Uh, you can turn it off, but I think by default it's okay. on. Yeah, so if you hold your finger down on the picture, it'll play like, the, like a second before and a second after. You got to watch because if you send... Yeah, <laughs> I've like I wanted. I've like sent a picture. Maybe I haven't, but I I caught myself like sent a picture to a client. You know where I'm like, oh, this motherfucker. <laughs> you know, it's like it would have caught it on oh, audio. It takes the audio too. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Let me see if I can. <laughs> uh, I tell you, that's the last thing I want to do is get caught in some kind of a. Jeez. It's like yeah. it's like maybe three seconds. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, you definitely could say something in three seconds that you wouldn't want out there. So I'll show you a, a tip. So here, if I went into the, our group thing and to send a picture, I'll send that picture. Before you send it, you see in the top corner that yeah. blue, you can hit that and it turns off the live photo. I turn it off. Anytime I send a picture, because you never know, you know, what you accidentally caught a second or two yeah. before and after. Well, it's funny because when we record today's Craftsman, we're, we're, when I'm shooting B-roll, we're often having conversations mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh, wow, I can't believe that's what we were talking about. Or I, I forgot talking about that. And it's nothing, you know, but... It's not something you might not want to share with the rest of the world. Yeah, anything. You know? It's a private taken conversation. Taken out of context, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the other thing. It's, anything can be taken out of context. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah, we live in an age of uh, sound bites and, and gotchas. Yeah, and now with AI and everything, you have all the deep fake stuff, which is... That's crazy. Yeah. I can't even wrap my head around it. AI, it's interesting. It's scary for sure. But at the same time... It's interesting and like, um, I don't know anything about it other than playing around a little bit with chat GBT, but the idea of like shooting a, a video mm-hmm. and then I, I guess people are just using AI to do color, uh, color rendering and, you know, just to 
So it's funny. Um, I've been shooting videos with my friend Peter Hagberg, and eventually we we plan to do some uh, food type shows. Shooting food can be really really hard. Yeah, and we don't want it to be hard. We want it to just be really relaxed. And so when we used to shoot food shows, we would shoot them outside, which is always better. Mm-hmm. The downside is you do have shifting light. And you do have potential noise, but now working with the lav mic, it's not as big of a deal. Um, but I was thinking the other day, if we shot in his kitchen, could I just edit the whole video and then have it go through AI and have it like look a lot better? Color corrected yeah. and all that, yeah. Like, so that's that's something that Walter will know about. Yeah, I, th- I think some of the... Um I don't think I know some of the editing programs now have AI built in like Photoshop has AI. Um, what's the other one that's real popular right now? Um, Canva. You were telling me about it. Canva has it. Uh, there's another one that's like an editing photo and video editing. I think I can't think of the name, but I'm sure like maybe Premiere Pro and whatever those big, the big Adobe one. And Yeah. So it's, it's exciting because you think, okay, that's just one less thing I have to be good at. But at the same time, it is probably taking a job from somebody or, you know. Yeah. But you're not going to pay somebody to do that. No. I would just put out a shitty video. (laughs) 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 Here it is. Deal with it. Yeah. Um, We got to give a shout out to our buddy Brian over at uh, Baloo, B-H-A-L-O-O, Candles. We uh we got one burning in the shop right now. It's the man goat. Yeah. Which is like a mango. Is there some coconut in there? Yeah, well it's made with coconut wax. That reminds me of a surf shop. I like the smell of that. Yeah. It's definitely setting the vibe. And it's uh Keyport made. That's so Not cool. Not Keyport, Keensburg. Keensburg. Let me see what he uh what he's got on here. Coconut soy wax candle made in USA, 255 grams. Uh, he has like, uh, let me see. I'll, I'll pull it up on, on. Jesus. I was getting caught on the rug. He has, um, what's it called? Like a shop on Instagram. But I think ideally people should buy through. Uh, people's website because I'm sure Instagram is taking a cut. Oh yeah, man goat. So it's it's man and then goat like the um, greatest of all time. Yeah, uh, what do you call that? A uh, acronym? acronym. Acronym. So like mango goat, mango, and he says, "Where is it? I was reading it last night." So Brian came by the shop. And uh, we did a little, um, a little barter, some candles for some, some wood. Mango, a mango lassie for your sniffer. This not too sweet gourmand scent is creamy, dreamy, and balanced with vanilla, chestnut, coconut milk, and a hint of warm spice. Solid addition to tea time or any other evening ritual. This easy to love scent is intended to support a feeling of calm relaxation. You guys feeling relaxed? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Did he just happen into the shop? No. So um, he started following us or I started following him on Instagram 
you know, many months ago. And, uh, I think we've like, maybe like commented back and forth a couple of times, but he, uh, he was looking for like, uh, plain shavings cause he would like to use them to like package candles. Okay. And he was asking if we had any, and I'm like, honestly, it's, <laughs> you know, um, it's more of just like a, like hand planting is awfully romantic, but we're really not doing like a ton of it. You know, it's like, we're mostly making dust. Um, but then he was saying like, oh, you know, if you have any off cuts, I'd like to buy them off you. You want to make some shelves. I said, oh, I said, we got plenty of off cuts. I said, we'd, we'd love to trade for, you know, a candle or two. Nice. Yeah. So we came by yesterday. Yeah, they're really them. nice. Really nice candles. Yeah, it's not like the scent is. Um, it's not overpowering. Right. You know, it doesn't have that artificial. Right. It's not like, perfumey. No, no. That's what I like about it because the perfumey ones will set me off. Mm-hmm. 50 hours of burn time with proper care. So the fragrance profile on the top end, you got red mango and pineapple. Then you got coconut milk, vanilla, and saffron, chestnut, cream, and cardamom made now, by hand. Were you always a, a big candle person? Uh, I mean, I, I uh, have a candle burning at home like a lot of the time. I have two dogs. They stink. Oh, okay. <laughs> so I, I like having a, a, a nice candle lit, um, but I never got into like, you know, nice handmade candles yeah. oh, okay. like this. Yeah. You're just getting regular. Yeah, this is nice. Yeah, from like whatever, from... Uh, Michael's or something. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the hell my wife gets them. Shop, right? AC Moore. They're probably, probably like a dollar. <laughs> but they do. They have that. And, you know, you can smell like the wick burning. Like you get that like... Yeah. Like... Uh, Petroleum. Yeah. Yeah, yeah he so uses all are, good ingredients. Even the wick, he was saying. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Really nice guy. Young guy. Maybe late twenties, yeah. Or maybe not even. I think early twenties. Early twenties. Wow. Um, yeah, just trying to do something cool. So nice. I think everybody, not everybody, but anyone who is uh, able, should go buy a candle from. Yeah, thirty bucks. Come on. Yeah, that'd be nice. We were saying before uh, talking about the salt boxes. People balking at a hundred bucks. It's like, how much did you spend on takeout last month? You got thirty bucks to support. You know. Some nice guy making candles. Mm, a local artisan. Yeah. And well, you it, know, it's, it's got cool art. It smells good. It's funny because I thought 10 years ago, as more and more people were buying things online, that more and more people would buy things directly through artists mm-hmm. and craftsmen. But I don't know if that's, I think that, I think that big business has just sort of monopolized the internet even more because they yeah. have more power. So it's sort of like, when YouTube started, it was sort of like all these kind of people doing these cool things. And then maybe five years after I started doing it, I think Will Smith was one of the first ones who like got a channel. And now everybody has a channel. And just like everybody who's famous has an Instagram. So you'll see like a really talented woodworker who has maybe 50 to 150 Instagram followers. and then. Just like I, for some reason, I was looking at um, somehow Mariah Carey came up on my feed and I look, clicked on her thing. 10 million. Something, something. like that. Yeah. I'm like, holy cow. Yeah. It's just, so they've, the, the mainstream celebrity, celebrities have, mainstream everything is basically taken off over what was once grassroots. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. yeah. Like something new will come out like when, uh, 
streaming services came out like Spotify and people were like, oh, this is a democratization of music. Anybody could put out their music. But now it's, no, it's not. You're yeah. just squashed by. Yeah, that's you know, what I think. So it's, YouTube is the same thing. Now there's, you know, all these channels with big money behind them. Oh, and Look at Etsy. Yeah. Etsy is a perfect example. It was supposed to be for little, you know, people, cottage industry stuff. Um, and Reverb was this music uh, reseller. Like it was a... Like an eBay a, for music stuff. Right. It was just, you know, if if I had a guitar or a guitar pedal or an amplifier, I'd put it up on sale, you know, on this marketplace. And it was all peer-to-peer stuff. And then Etsy bought it. And it became, you know, lots of resellers. And it, it just changes the whole vibe. It, it, it makes it hard. It's... Yeah, so it's 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 definitely a bummer because it's you're not you're not dealing with that one individual. It's not that person to person relationship like it once was. No, you know what I went to was Reddit has this um, this uh, what do you call it? the sub- subreddit? Yeah, subreddit called Let's Trade Pedals. How do you like it? Yeah, it's I love it. Oh, cool. And, and on the surface, it sounds like this crazy proposition. So you have to, you know, join and you have to be a member for, I think, 45 days or something like that. There's this trial period. And then basically you just trade pedals with other Redditors and you're, you're sending your pedal to them and they're sending their pedal to you. No money. No money is exchanged and there's no guarantees. But as, you know, you do this, you build up, you know, points. It, it logs how many trades you've made and you can see the person's history and Neat. things like that. So, you know. Is there ever going to be money or is it always just going to well, be trades? It's it's just let's trade pedals. Okay. So there's never going to, so there's no incentive other than getting rid of something you don't want and getting something that you might want. Right. You know, the, a no scammer, business incentive at all. A scammer might not send the pedal. Okay. But you got to be vetted for 45 days. Yeah. 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 And like if something bad happens, you know, people are outed and all this other stuff. But it's one of the greatest things. It it really like renews your faith in humanity that you send this $200 thing off into the mail and you just wait for yours to show up. Yeah. That's cool. (laughs) If it works, yeah. It does work. Yeah. Yeah, and Etsy now, like, you, when you think of Etsy, what do you think? You think about, like, handmade stuff, small business, but you go on there, yeah. and, like, a lot of the stuff is coming from overseas. You yeah. really have to read the thing, like, really close because it's it's overrun now. Like, you know, I like to go on there for, like, gifts and stuff. Like, um, for Christmas, the last couple of years, I tried to, like, uh, for my family, like, buy stuff from Etsy. And even, like, the Secret Santa got... Um, belt buckle for michael from there um but yeah you gotta really read the descriptions and stuff because they're slick yeah yeah it's you know they make it look like it's handmade and artisanal but it's just some crap just more junk from china yeah 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 so with that bit of good news yeah go buy (laughs) go buy a candle (laughs) <laughs> Should we talk about the um, the little bench? Yeah, that'd be yeah. fun to do. So, um, 
I guess it was maybe six or eight weeks ago. Talk about time flying by. Might have been longer. Holy cow. Uh, I think it was in the new year. I think it was 2024. Anyway, um, I've always enjoyed looking at furniture when I watch movies or TV shows. I, I, I'll notice artwork, furniture, architecture, all that sort of stuff. Especially furniture, though, because you think, oh, that might be fun to build. Mm-hmm. And so just to throw out um, one show... If anybody has seen the uh, sitcom Frasier from a couple decades ago. Oh, yeah. He had a pretty cool apartment with some great furniture. And so that always sort of stuck in the back of my mind. And then my wife and I were watching One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Netflix has put up some of the classics. And um, there's a scene towards the end of the show, like three quarters of the way in, where uh, I, I guess the character of Jack Nicholson gets these women to bring in some booze mm-hmm. and they end up having a party. And uh, what's the name of the actor, Rob? Cause you knew the actor. Oh, Scatman Crothers. Yeah. Scatman Crothers is a, he's kind of that, that dude with, uh, he's got the bow legs and he was also in um, the bow, shining. He was also in the shining. And there's a scene where he walks into, it looks like a industrial kind of a bathroom with one of the women. And you can see this bench and it looks kind of like a shaker bench. And I thought, oh, that'd be kind of a fun thing to build. Mm-hmm. So I sent the, I took a picture of the TV and sent it to Jeff and Rob and they were on board. And so uh, here we are six or eight weeks later. And now we're, um, we're, uh, we've got some, I made a little model of it and I did a kind of a quick little plan. And then, uh, then Jeff's cool going to turn one. it into plans. Another cool one from there. It's yeah. like a Morris, almost like a Morris style bench. Yeah, that one's nice, but that one looks like it's a lot more work. Yeah, slash <laughs> owned Jack Nicholson hospital bench. I wanted to see if... Um, see if it's actually in there, right? Yeah. So, so just doing a Google search on images now. Yeah. Yeah, look at that. That's nice. A little green and green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So even like, yeah, you look at that furniture because he's trying to watch the, uh, he's trying to watch his, the World Series there. Mm-hmm. And then they're pretending that it's actually on because Nurse, Ra- Nurse Ratchet wouldn't let him watch the TV. <laughs> yeah. I read a thing and she said it was like, she, could, she never watched the movie because it was so disturbing to make it. Look at that. That's wild. We're looking at the set, the open set. Yeah. There's some great images you can find. Yeah. If you're if you're a fan of the classics in this, especially this one, One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, there's some pretty cool stuff you can find yeah, on it. I mean, it's a powerful story. It I'm, is. I'm telling you, the the show Ratchet that they did recently with um uh what's her name? Sarah Paulson from she's pretty famous from like American Horror Story. She's like usually the main female character. That had some cool stuff because it takes place in like the 40s when Nurse Ratchet is first. What service did you watch that on? Because I want to watch that. I remember you telling me about that a little while ago. Yeah, her. You recognize her? You know, it's funny. You know, it's a good sign, a sign of you getting older. Netflix, it looks like. (laughs) You're going to laugh at this one. Like I'm looking at Nurse Ratchet. She's an attractive woman. But I didn't, <laughs> when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, like, look at the, this old the, old hag. The original one, right? Yeah, the original I said, one. I, the first thing I said to myself was, wow, I don't remember being so young. Yeah, yeah, looking at her, I'm like, wow. And then here's, a, here's one that'll really date me. 
Um, uh, the Partridge family. Oh, yeah. She, she was a pretty attractive woman. Yeah. Like, this look at Partridge. this. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's wild. Like, there's a lot of sets that are. That's some very contemporary. Uh, well, how would you describe that? Uh, kind of like Art Deco, you know? Yeah. Yes. That's steel, I think. Hard to make. That's Frazier. Yeah, I mean, like, look at this. Some real wild stuff. Yeah. I thought the bench was a good one to start with because it's so simple. Yeah. I got to tell you, I like simple furniture, mm -hmm. too. I think a space for me, like a nice space I just am drawn to is just simple wood furniture. Yeah. White walls, simple wood furniture. Mm-hmm. And and part of the goal is to make it very accessible for That's true, folks yeah. to to recreate. That's the idea is to inspire woodworkers to get out in the shop and build stuff because I think the hardest part and this is after woodworking for thirty years, the hardest part is getting started. Yeah, we're not looking to say, hey, look what we can do. We're we're trying to say, come on, you can do this. Yeah, I, exactly, exactly. That's um, that's like the bench I'm building right now. I don't know if you saw that on my stories. It's a, a shaker bench. I saw the pieces laid out. Yeah, it's really simple. I saw it at the Shaker Museum in Hancock, Massachusetts. It's um, two steps, and there's a like a handle that goes up through the top step, mm -hmm. about 38 inches tall, so you can grab it. by. And it's just a piece of wood that goes up. It's just like the step just continues up. But it's a really, really simple thing. Now, I built it because I was like, okay, I want to build something that I need that I can use, and I built it for the shop to get to my lumber storage. And then I brought it into the house last night to see if my wife could use it. And she wants to, she wants it now so, ah. because it's easy to, you know, just to get to that second shelf mm -hmm. in the kitchen. Cool. Yeah. We have a little, uh, just some metal junky metal, you know, it's because the kitchen is in such disarray right now. Everything is just like a temporary What's the plan there? I got to just buckle down and finish it. <laughs> I got, I got a lot of projects in my house like that too. Yeah. It's the scary part is once you start, you're not going to be able to stop. Like, so you well, really have to. Yeah. <laughs> have I'm at a point where it's like, it could go on like this forever. Technically like everything I have, we have a functioning kitchen. It's just, you know, but the hardest part is where does everybody live when you're working on the kitchen? That's my dilemma. Cause yeah, it's, you know, it takes twice as long because every day is only, it's it's 25% setup, 25% breakdown, and 50% yeah. of the time yeah. you're actually working. Can you put tools somewhere close by so you have a bench kind of like a miter saw or whatever? Set yeah. Up? Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, I just have to attack it in like one, one or two day increments. Like, okay, this weekend I'm going to, you know, run the flooring and got to do that. Make sure it's back. Do you have your way. subs all like, do you have subs that you work with on a regular, <laughs> like electrician? You're plumber? <laughs> so you're going to do the electrical and plumbing? I did all the electric. Really? How, and you'll do the plumbing too? Yeah, I did a lot of, I, well, some of the plumbing I hired out, but I did some of the other stuff. Do you have, uh, does it take a certain tool to do those shark bites? Oh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend doing shark bites. Really? No, those are like a temporary kind of thing. But PEX is so easy. 
So uh, are, is it a certain tool that you use for PEX? Yeah. So PEX mm-hmm. is just the, um, it's cross-laid polyethylene pipes. You know, it's tubing, really. I would call it tubing. Um, and you cut it with, uh, I mean, it could bend too. So like I have it where it comes uh, in my basement, like comes and just sweeps up and goes up a bay. So I didn't even have to use any fittings there because obviously the less fittings, the better, you know, that's just one more point where something can leak. Um, but then you can get either plastic or I, I got the brass stuff. So you get like brass elbows. So you, you cut the tubing, you put the, um, elbow or whatever type of fitting inside. And then it's a, a metal, like a hose clamp and you have a tool that you, yeah, you crimp it down with. Is it a, is it a mechanical tool or a, a battery powered tool? Is it, you, they make like battery ones, but it's easy to. All right. Cause yeah. I, I saw something with Milwaukee has some kind of thing where it wraps around a pipe and. Oh, that's like a, yeah. like a pro press. Okay. That's for copper. Okay. So now they make copper fittings that actually have an, like an O-ring on the inside and you, you put it over the, the uh, pipe and run that thing and it compresses it down to the point where it's like a watertight. Wonder what those those tools go for. They're exp- they're getting cheaper, but they're expensive. They used to be like five grand. Really? Yeah. Just a handheld one like that. Yeah, yeah. It's motorized though, isn't it? Yeah, rigid was like the first, and not you know the plumbing rigid, not like Orange Home Depot rigid. Um, let's see, Pro huh. Press tool. Talking about like this. Yeah. What's that thing? What's the price tag? 800 bucks. Oh, this is a PEX press, actually. That's not a pro press. Okay. Um, yeah, here we go. Yeah, 3,800. Wow. And, you know, different sizes for different sizes of copper pipe. But, yeah, the PEX thing you get. Um, so this is like a PEX expander because they have fittings that are like, um, guess like just like a pressure fit so that actually goes into the end of the pecs and it opens up like this gotcha and stretches it out and then you can put in your your fitting um but what i have is just like something like this and i didn't even spend this much on it okay Hmm. so let's see pecs clamp so you'll do the painting so you're gonna you're, you're gonna do every part of it Oh, yeah, I'm a jack of all trades. This is what the clamps look like. <laughs> so you crimp down on this this area here, and it tightens that thing down. Okay. And again, they have different kinds. They have ones that are just like a ring, and I think it's made out of copper. But, like, I got these stainless steel, you know. If, I'm, if you're going to do pecs, like, at least spend a little bit more and get yeah. the brass and the stainless steel versus... Steel. Could rust out. God forbid you want... Yeah, uh, the wall. Yeah. I mean, on Amazon, yeah, see, here you go. This is good. So yeah. they, have, they have those, which are just like a band, which I don't trust that. Yeah. I want that like mechanical, like it's yeah. almost like a ratchet strap made out of metal. But yeah, it's just a simple little thing. But, you know, it could be tough depending on where the pipe is oriented. That's you got to get thing. that thing in yeah. there and squeeze it down. So, but it's pretty easy. But yeah, I'll run the floor. I'll do the paint. What are you going to do for a floor? I have um, solid vinyl, like, you know, LVP or whatever they call it, luxury vinyl plank. How do you uh, apply that? It's like a floating floor. It just sits there. So just you just snap it together? Yep. You have to put a membrane underneath it? Yeah, I, I, I have like a, um, 
it's like a foil faced and it has a, some additional padding kind of thing. Can that go right over concrete? Uh, yeah. Do you have to have a super level floor? Mm, I mean, you'll feel like if it rolls, yeah. you know, it, it, it'll even it out a little bit, but you'll be able to feel. Because what will happen is, you know, if you have like, you know, it might do something like this where it's touching here, you know, yeah. so you'll have like an air gap. But you can you can run like self leveler maybe before if it's if it's bad. I'm just thinking of the basement too. So they there's the kitchen I'd love to do, but I just don't even want to think about it until I have somewhere to put my family for a little while. The idea of like doing that work. <laughs> How with, much is a little while? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but the basement, the basement is got some potential. And that I, you know, I don't really need to displace anybody. Mm -hmm. How's the sauna uh, endeavor going? Uh, so it was a, a little bit of that. Um, what do they call that? Uh, discovery. Yeah, discovery, or when you're you're kind of researching too much analysis paralysis. Oh, oh yeah. a little bit that's, of that. That's my middle name. Yeah, I'm over that though now. My biggest thing was really the wood, and I'm going to go with poplar. Mm. So you guys, I'll I'll be. Yeah, ordering that through you guys. Yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, we uh, looks like we're going to be putting a, an order in soon, so take oh, back on that next week. Uh, maybe we're going to measure a job on Friday up in okay. Montclair. I got everything figured out, so now it's just that's really what it is. Yeah. And what I'll do is I'll I'll show you guys so you understand what measurements I'm going for because I don't know like how to how you buy lumber there, but you were saying bundles. Yeah, it'll come in like a pack. They call it. Okay. Um, if there's if there's more. In the pack that I need, I'll always use poplar. Yeah. I, I know you guys use maple a lot. You don't really use that much poplar. I mean, I don't like the way poplar paints. I know. I like it. So I'll always use poplar. So it's so cheap too. It's like, it's so oh, cheap. I got an extra 100, 100 board feet of poplar at $1.85. Exactly. <laughs> like it's $1.65, but I think I'm going to have them dress it down to three quarter. Yeah. So it'll be a dollar eighty-five. Mm -hmm. uh, Mike was t saying it's an extra twenty cents to dress it down to three quarter. Yep, and an extra ten cents to dress it down to seven eighths. I guess um, straight line rip on one side. Well, I should probably do that. Yeah, yeah I didn't think of that. It's probably yeah. like ten cents a foot or something. Yeah, it's Not totally even. worth. You can't it. beat that. Yeah, so I'll do that too. Um, I was thinking cherry because again of the price, mm -hmm. and I thought cherry would be really nice on the inside. And so I posted a video asking the questions because I don't know. There's, there's really like, there's a, there's not really any very definitive answers out there. You'll read like, what are the best woods? And um, top poplar is one of the top 10 for best woods. So you've got your cedar, which is kind of a yeah, given yeah. hemlock, pine. Aspen, I don't want to do, I think, right? Aspen. Yep. Spruce. Basswood, spruce. And then poplar. So my, for me, the drawback on poplar was it's such a light color wood. It'll get dirt. It'll get dirty quickly. But then I saw the, the, um, the sauna at my son's gym and that doesn't look great. And that's cedar. Also, I think it's really the benches that will get dirty mm -hmm. and the benches I'm going to make. So they kind of just float on there and maybe two screws attached from the bottom. And from time to time, I might take them out. And either sand them or power wash if I have to. Mm -hmm. um, Usually put a towel down too, I feel yeah, like, right? I, I, definitely. 
And I'm going to say to them, because it's not a public place, it's just my family. So I'll tell my sons, you know, put a towel down. Mm -hmm. And I might even put a rack, like a little rod in the back so you can hang a towel. Because Michael was saying that he likes to lean back. Yeah. And so that way you're not getting the oil from your skin on the on the wood and making marks that way. At the same time, it's a sauna. It's right. going to get used. It's never going to look as good the day that it goes in. So um, reasons why not to use cherry. There weren't that many other than because cherry's a little bit more dense than poplar. It'll conduct heat more, so it will be hotter to the touch. Okay. That one, I thought, okay, I can think about that. So you're not really supposed to use knotty cedar either because the knots are so dense. Mm -hmm. They'll be hot. Yeah. Of course, you're supposed to countersink any screws and peg (laughs) them and all that. But the one thing that really got me to thinking was one comment was um, there's there's a higher amount of cyanide in in cherry bark. What? I Mm. guess cyanide is a natural poison. Yeah, it's in like apple seeds and stuff. Yeah, exactly. So oh, no, apparently, that's, or, that's arsenic. Oh, okay. I yeah, so. I think you might be right. So that was something that made me think, and I thought, okay, here I've got this space. I'm going to be heating it up to 200 degrees. I don't need to do that. What a hell of a way to go. Yeah, that's that's sort of like <laughs> enough to be like, I can deal with the poplar. And shout out to the uh, Lawn Whisperer. You guys follow the Lawn Whisperer? No, but I saw you, you, uh, talking about him in the stories. Yeah, he's a nice guy. He does a lot of work, does a lot of yard work, but also does a lot of like building stuff around his house. And uh, he said that the sauna in his gym is poplar. And so I was like, you know, if it's good enough for a public gym. Yeah. And uh, that was, so, so that was basically the biggest question mark for me. And I didn't really want to go forward until I had that figured out. But now that we're talking about, I'll just tell you some of my other, thoughts i'm going to frame the walls with two by fours that i ripped down to two inches yeah i'm going to fill the cavity with styrofoam insulation i am going to create a an air gap so styrofoam insulation then you put in it's almost like a tinfoil the whole and it'll be like the bubble wrap kind where it's like well they have that and then they have regular tinfoil tinfoil so i'm basically making squares like this or rectangles so the sides will be made one rec one rectangle the backs and front will be two rectangles that join together because they're longer and then on the inside you'll get that foil and then over the foil will be i'll take some of the cutoff from the douglas fir and turn that into quarter inch strips and create an air gap and I'll just staple that, and then I'll make these things so when they, um, when I bring them into the house, they'll be able to tie together. And then once it's all tied together and creates this cube, the um, the outside I'll just cover with uh, not Baltic birch, but regular birch plywood, maybe even pre-finished, and cover the seams with battens. Yeah. The idea with this is I have oil heat in my house, but gas is now available on the road. So one of the upgrades I want to make to the house is to get rid of the oil tank oh, yeah. and convert to gas, which which will entail getting a new furnace. So I don't want to make that bite. I don't want to make that jump yet. But the day that I do do that, 
I want to be able to push this sauna where the oil tank is now. So I'm kind of making it sort of mobile. Yeah. There's not going to be any floor in it because it's on concrete. The idea there is I can put down boardwalks if I want to, simple little boardwalks. Uh, I'll probably do them last. I don't know if I really need those. You don't really. Won't the concrete like suck up a lot of the heat or no? That's maybe, I don't, it's all high heat. So you need to have ventilation. Yeah. You need like a gap underneath the door and you need a vent up near the ceiling. So I don't really know about that. Um, Are you going to do the, or like, are you going to build the walls with the poplar and everything and then put it together? Or are you going to like put it together and then trim out the inside? I'm going to try to build everything in six pieces, really eight if you include the roof. Because the roof will be made with like, like something like the, just a flat piece of wood, but it's built the same way with the insulation. And the idea is to sneak it because the, the ceilings are six, seven feet, six inches. And I'm building the sauna seven feet with an inside measurement of six feet, nine inches. So the idea is to put a cleat around the inside just and it. then just, yeah, just kind of slide it in. Yeah. And slide it in and it'll drop into place. So, and then I have to figure out where's the light going to go. The light might go in through the side. You do need yeah. a small light. Headlamp. Yeah. Headlamp. <laughs> My feeling is like I could be really rough at it and just the door would be enough light. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I just like the idea uh, of, I like the idea of going into the sauna, especially after the ice bath. <laughs> which is a new thing. And I've been doing those now for probably almost two months. I love it. I'm a, I'm actually addicted to it. I was mm. in it today. Ice was in it today, four minutes. So it's like my wife was asking me what, well, she probably wasn't asking me like, Oh, why do you like that? She's like, what do you like that for? <laughs> you, know <what> I mean? <laughs> you know what? Isn't it funny? My wife says stuff like that to me and I'm like, why do you say it like that? What do you mean what I say like that? I'm just asking. It's like, no, you're not asking. <laughs> she thinks I'm probably a little crazy or like a little over-influenced by having these young 20-year-olds in my yeah. house because Michael started it. Um, but the, the, like, so you're a mountain biker. Yeah, Rob's was, a mountain biker. 100 years ago. Well, you remember the feeling of like getting to the top of a, a really, really hard climb. Oh yeah. And um in Santa Cruz there was a, there was one ride. It was six miles up in first and second gear. So when you get to the top, it's like yeah. a state of euphoria. <laughs> like yeah, like sort of. <laughs> but maybe a minute. It's like maybe, a runner's maybe, high. Maybe a minute after you stop pedaling. Yeah, it's like yeah. this this feeling. So my the my analogy for the ice bath is it's like climbing to the top of a mountain that feeling you get without having to climb to a top of a mountain. So you go in, it's not even hard to get in now. You go in and then you just, just chill out. And then when you get out, you just feel, you feel great. And so I was, I was doing it wrong in that I found it really, really easy to get into the ice bath after working out. Mm -hmm. But now I've read that it's, better to go in the ice bath and then work out and it really is it's much much harder to get into the ice bath like this morning it was freezing cold like the shock is what is the health benefit i think it's um it wakes you up and so what happens is i i just go out in my underwear so i'm like 
it's freezing cold outside and the, I'm walking with bare feet on stone. I've done it in the snow too, where you're walking bare feet on the snow and you, um, do you bring a towel? I, I bring a towel and I just leave it, uh, outside. Yeah. So it's like not a warm towel or anything. Mm -hmm. Just you, you're totally beat red when you get out, but then you're so cold that you can almost like, I can barely like work my phone mm -hmm. to try to like turn on a, a radio program or something. Uh, but then you start to work out and you work out until you get warm again. And I don't know, I'm just saying like, you know, I'm just an old guy trying to stay young. <laughs> <laughs> do, when you get in, do you stay really still so that, so that it's not as cold or do you purposely move around so that it's colder? You know, because like the water around your skin is getting heated up by your skin. So if you stay still, you'll be a little bit warmer. Um, I don't, I just think it's freezing cold. I don't move at all. The only, sometimes I'll end up putting my hands on my legs. Mm -hmm. Just, it's like a reflex, but that really keeps your hands warm. As soon as you take your hands away. And then, so then when I realize that I take my hands away and your, your extremities are what freeze, yeah. you know, it's like your feet, your toes and your hands. Oh yeah. Your skin gets like hard. You know? it's, I'm telling you, like I told my wife, I said, you got to try it. And she won't try it. I, she might one day. But I would recommend, I'd recommend it to anybody unless you have a heart condition or something. I mean, I don't want to be responsible for you having a heart attack. Yeah. But, Beware of shrinkage. Yeah, <laughs> that's definitely. That's some real shrinkage. Yeah, that's a, yeah. I, I have to say, uh, like my son, my oldest son, Jack, does it religiously. Michael does it religiously. And Walter's doing it from time to time. Oh, yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he made it sound like he, it was not going to be something that he was, he was doing. He's only done it a handful of times. One was, I think, Saturday morning. He was mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'm just going to do something to kind of get the blood flowing again. Now, when you go in, do you, you, you step in and instantly submerge? Absolutely. It's like jumping into a pool. You just got to do it. Yeah. It's, right? But you know what? I, so I just turned 56. I just realized I take my time. Like, I don't jump into anywhere. Like, I don't want to, like, twist my knee. I don't want to twist yeah. my ankle. So I just sort of step in. And sit down, and I actually really look forward to it. I mean, yesterday I had to break the ice. This morning I had to break the ice. Is there like an upper limit of how much you're supposed to do it? They say the benefits, you get anything over 11 minutes a week is a benefit. Hmm. Um, and then, of course, you shouldn't stay in there to get hypothermia. But is there like, a minimum, like, like 30 seconds, not long enough? You got to no, go think at so, least. I think I heard that. So you'll hear different you'll different things from different studies mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah. So what I heard was 30 seconds to six minutes, you'll get a benefit. I think anything over six minutes could be dangerous, I guess. I'll say today yeah. I did four minutes, no problem. And I like, like I did three minutes and then my alarm went off and I just, I just breathe. So it's like roughly eight to 10 breaths, really relaxing breaths for a minute. So I don't even look at the I don't even look at the clock until I've breathed maybe twenty times, and by the time I look at the clock, it's down to seconds. It's down to like fifty six seconds or forty five mm. seconds. So you set a timer. Like, I do. So I just set a timer on my phone, put it next to this little table, get in, and then so. Yeah, looking at the clock is a killer. It's like <laughs> if you're like, oh, I'm going to ride the stationary bike for a half hour. It's like if you look at that thing, yeah. 
it's going to only have been three minutes. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you, that, it's, that's absolutely true. So I don't, that's sort of like my mental uh, mind game is to not look at the clock. Yeah. And then, then once I see that it's like a minute or less, then I know it's only 10 more breaths mm -hmm. and you get to a point where you're just sort of enjoying it. And then I'm, then I really like lifting weights right after. Uh, and I think it's good for your, for your, um, your joints and everything, your inflammation. And I've noticed that my elbows don't hurt as much. Uh, I got to a point like three years ago where I injured myself doing pull-ups. One of those stupid things where you're like, oh, I hurt. This hurts when I do pull-ups. I should probably do more. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I'm weak. <laughs> so, so I got to the point where my right arm was so messed up. I, you know, I, I felt it all the time. Mm -hmm. uh, but I'm not... I'm still not doing pull-ups because I don't want to hurt myself, but I do curls, which is a very similar exercise. And I don't have those pains in my elbow anymore. Hmm. So you doing free weights? I do. I just work with dumbbells and bar and um, I've got a, a, my, my gym is really, really like old, old, old school. Uh, I don't really need anything that's special. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just, um, I like those push-ups. I made these things. Uh, oh, the, so you can do push-ups with the like pipes and yeah, stuff like yeah. that. So yeah, yeah. So you so you get a further extension. Yeah. A push like ten push-ups on those compared to regular push-ups is uh much, much harder. Yeah. So I'll do a couple of those to warm up and push-ups hurt my shoulders. See, that's the thing. You get one of those injuries yeah. and, and you now you can't, can't recover. You can't recover. I have right now like uh feels like a separated shoulder, you know, where the collarbone separates. Trying to lift up a five by nine, you know, when? just tweaked it. Well, I've it's a recurring Ugh. thing, but I just tweaked it like last week or whatever. And now I'm like, <laughs> man, like my freaking, yeah, you know, like right here where the collarbone connects to your. You got to go in the ice bath. Yeah. Do they make like an electric one that like that uh, will keep the water cold? Uh, yeah. So I'm sure that um, they they make those. I think they're very expensive, and yeah. I'll, I I'll have to cross that bridge when i get there well i have the hot tub outside that's currently mm -hmm. uh turned off you should go for it i'm gonna have to clean it out though it's probably all it's probably like a freaking pond is it have a lid on it yeah you know so i i definitely would never have done this without michael he went and bought this uh this just barrel from trader joe not trader joe's uh, tractor, tractor supply, supply. You have to, I guess, in the summertime, you're going to have to buy that's ice gonna, all the time? That's going to be a tough one. So, yeah. so I think I think what we're going to do is just get like two-gallon buckets and put them in the downstairs freezer and do it that way. Yeah. Or if I get really addicted to this, I might I might look into buying something like that. I bet they have like, uh, like I have like a big ice pack. It's like the size of this thing that you can put in like a cooler. You know, so yeah. it looks like just the kind that you would put in like a lunchbox. You had like a bunch of those and you could just put them in in the morning and then take them out, put them back in the freezer. That's kind of the, that's kind of the plan. Something like that where you have to be more on top. Right now, it's just so easy because yeah. the water's just, because it doesn't have to even have ice in it. If the water's 40 degrees, you're still getting yeah. benefits. I yeah. think it's anything that's, I, I don't know the science, but I think mm -hmm. it's like anything below like 50 degrees, you're still getting that cold yeah, I, I mean, I would think anything below body temperature is putting some kind of shock in your system. Obviously, 96 isn't going to be as good as 
35, but yeah, I, I don't know what the, the temps are. I just, um, it, it definitely, you definitely build up a tolerance though too, because I yeah. think going, going in the ocean will be a lot easier. Now, the funny thing is, um, going in the, going in the ocean or putting your head underwater in cold water is not great for you. It's just not a good thing because you can end up getting like an extra bone built up in your ear. They call it surfer's ear. Mike, mm-hmm. My son, Michael has that. He's got it pretty bad. I've got it a little bit. So the doctors will be like, what's that? And then the one doctor's like, oh, you must've been a surfer. And uh, apparently you have a bone buildup and Michael's because Michael, I guess just surfed a real lot in college down uh, in Maryland and it was all winter surfing. And so he has these, uh, it's like a bone buildup that he's looked into it. And apparently the best way to deal with it is it's, instead of drilling it out, it's the best doctors use a chisel. Hmm. And so he actually showed me like how it works. But the point of the story is um, putting your head under waters, super cold water is really not a great thing for you. Huh. Never heard that. That's interesting. I like in the summertime, you know, if you've been outside and it's real hot and you take a shower, like finish it with the just cold, straight cold water. Yeah, that's nice. And that'll that'll definitely cool you off. It's funny because I don't, I could do that where I'll just sort of finish off, but like Micah will take cold, cold showers because we got the outside shower and um, I can get into the ice bath, but I don't like to take a cold, cold shower. Yeah, I can, I mean, I, it's like anything. I could do it if I had to, but like, I just don't want to. <laughs> I don't want to take a cold shower. <laughs> no, it's what one more interesting uh, fact about that, um, that surfer's year is the, the way the, um, the operation with the chisel became, I guess, uh, well known uh, are, are described as the best way is. There was uh, some doctor out in Northern California and he had somebody come in to see him with this ear issue. And then he had another person. He kept getting people and they turned out to all be surfers having this same problem. And it was always in their left ear. And that's because uh, the predominant wind would be coming in that direction. Hmm. And all the surfers would be sitting, looking out to sea to look at this, mm-hmm. where the waves are coming from. So it was always like in their left ear and Northern California obviously has very cold water and, huh. and cold air. So this doctor, like, I guess perfected this, this, um, uh, surgery. This and, chiseling of the inner ear. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So Michael's, uh, Michael will like look for doctors and he'll find out how they do it. And he's like, no, no, that guy uses a drill. So. You could chisel it, you could drill it, or you could cut it. Using our sponsor. There you go. <laughs> when you rich. need the right saw blade for your surfer's ear, put your trust in Ridge Carbide Tools. That's right. For over 50 years, Ridge Carbide has been producing industrial saw blades designed with exact specifications for the cutting results you expect. Before you buy, give Ridge Carbide a call and they'll help you determine the right tool that meets your needs and your budget. After the sale, Ridge Carbide provides sharpening services for all your saw blades, dado sets, router bits, and jointer planer knives. Located in Kansas, Ridge Carbide Tools provides high-quality products with outstanding customer service at a fair price. What, what are, are you, you cutting? cutting? Yes, yeah, sent off um, 
I think 11, 10 or 11, uh, maybe, no, it might have been nine, nine blades today. Did they charge you by the tooth? Yeah, so actually I have the yeah. pricing list right here. It's um, So like a your typical blade is 40 teeth. That's uh, 20 bucks. Let's see. Uh, up to 12 teeth, 15 bucks. 13 to 24, 18 bucks. 25 to 40, 20 bucks. 41 to 60, 22, 61 to 80, 25, 81 to 100, 27, 101 to 120 is 30. And then, you know, if it's like um, 14 to 16 inches at $3 and 50 cents, 17 to 20 inch blades at $7. That's What's, a frightening size. Six bucks to replace a tooth, 12 bucks to straighten a bent tooth. It's so, really so you, pretty economical. So you might be able to yeah. send a blade there if it, if it got set off with the uh, saw stop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What's a blade go for? Um, I mean, I'm sure they're all different prices. Yeah. But yeah I mean, I'd say like 150 100. is okay. a good, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit less. Okay. So it's definitely worth. Oh, yeah. I mean, we sent out over $1,000 worth of blades to get sharpened. Yeah. It was two, 208 bucks. Also, and they'll all be brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're going to have two of them reboard. So they do that as well. So, like, we have um, it's the uh, DFL 1080. 1080. 1080. Are you going to have them reboard for the Festool? For the Strebig. So, oh, okay. have like a 10 inch blade that we used to use on the saw stop. And I'm going to have a reboard so that we can use it on the Strebig. And we have a solid surface blade. Same thing. It's got a five eighths inch bore. We're going to have it reboard up to 30 millimeters with pin pinholes. I wonder what the uh, Capex is. Because um, I could have a, I could have a blade reboard for that. Yeah, it's probably. I don't know. It's not like the metric equivalent to five ace. Something special. Yeah, something special. That's one of the drawbacks of the. That's in some, my view. What size is for Capex? Think about all the reels you'll be able to oh, make. Thirty millimeter. Think about all the reels you'll be able to make when you pull the uh, protective coating off of those oh, yeah. blades. The road to a million million followers. There's something weirdly <laughs> satisfying about pulling that goop off. Yeah, you have to get you have to like hire someone to wear a bikini and do it. Yeah, <laughs> that's our next step. We have to get like the tool time girl. Uh, do a stand outside, wait for somebody to walk by. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, we better man. thank our other sponsor too, Unita. Um, Man, I, I used the uh, the three by four sander this morning with that Eka Silk um, sanding pad, which is like their foam pad that has the grit impregnated into mm -hmm. it to scuff that countertop. And I put a little reel out, and you could see because it's a really dark stain, like the whole thing turned white from the scuffing. And I said, like, man, if you're still doing this by hand, you're crazy because yeah. it it, it takes so much less time, and you get such a consistent scuff you know and uh, how much are those little uh the sanders those little pads oh the pads each pad um i forget what we paid let's let's check it out sandpaper.com and you can save 15 percent using the code the joinery 15 j-o-i-n-e-r-y 15 like a silk come on pop-ups um you get a pack. Oh, this is a variety pack. You get twenty four fifty for a box of twenty five. 
Hmm. So a dollar oh, piece. Well, not, not bad. It's about the same price as um, your typical sanding disc, you know, depending on who you're buying it from. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still old school sander. I know you have a three by four. It's from a, from a lesser uh, brand. Yeah, but, I do. Uh, I don't use it that much. I have to, uh, I have an issue with the, the dust collection on it. It's not that good. No, the connection port isn't. Oh, I yeah. tried to make it fit and it doesn't. Oh, uh, yeah. We, we got to get one of we these. We just fixed that. Uh, where is it? Tools, accessories, host yeah. adapters. So they sell them on, on uh, this is what you need. So this screws into the sander. This accepts the hose. So we bought one on Amazon from this guy, Tool Curve. I don't want to talk any trash about about him. He's pretty um, well-known on social media. He 3D prints a lot of different stuff, but it's a 3D printed dust adapter. And it has, so it has this on the one side and then on the other side, as opposed to being the male version that the hose goes uh, onto, Over. it goes, the hose goes into it. So it's real big and it's super chunky. Mm. Um, I wonder and, why we would do it that way. I wonder why we would design it that way. I don't know, but it fell once and broke. Uh, like, so, in like 25 bucks out the, you know. 25 bucks, holy cow. And these are only 18 from Unita. Okay. And this is injection molded, you know. 3D printed is can only be so strong. Yeah. And yeah, these I, actually fit in the DynaBraid too. Yeah, I used mine today. Yeah, it works great. Yeah, like those sanders. Is first time you guys used them was up in uh, Maker Camp? Um, the Unitas? Yeah. 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 I've seen them around now. I saw Corey using one. Yeah. I had about uh, half a dozen people or so tell me that they bought one. Nice. Getting rid of that air hose and stock uh, yeah. vacuum hose made made the Dynabraid completely usable now. Yeah. We had like these... Um, like it was a whip hose and airline for the Dynabraid that stayed attached to it. And it was like, what, six or eight feet long. <laughs> so un- then it was like. Made it unusable. Just like all over the place all the time, you know, just like in the way. So you don't use that sander at all or you well, changed it? So we took off the hose. It was just a, you know, a hose that was like hard plumbed into the sander. Took that off, put a swivel coupler on there and then got that adapter. So now the Festool hose goes right onto the Dynabraid. Whereas before you had to use like a one inch hose and then like you're like stuffing it inside of the festival. It was a nightmare. It's a thousand percent better. Yeah. I mean, it's not even close. I mean, world of difference. Yeah. It's amazing. Once, once something works well for you, then you use it. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause I didn't want to use it before. Then you just won't use it. Like I have tools that I just don't use just things that, well, like that sander. It's because the connection for the hose isn't right. Yeah. I don't use it. I use that old crappy DeWalt. I don't know why they make that. You know what it is? They make them for their own proprietary vacuums. That's yeah. the problem. It's like a one inch hose and same thing with Unita. They want you to use the Unita vacuum. Surf Prep wants you to use the Surf Prep vacuum. Um, Can't we all just get along? I mean, it should just come with this. And then if you don't use it, you don't use it. Should just come with, okay, yeah. Like I'm it, surprised you know, they the didn't box. send you a vacuum. I mean, <laughs> it's just more to talk about. Yeah, I know. You hear that, guys? <laughs> we need two, though. Yeah. One for me, one for Rob. You need three. <laughs> John I mean, we could use them all, all over the shop. <laughs> Honestly, I'd love to have like a cart that has the Lamello, the two Dominoes, and a vacuum set up 
another one of those plastic carts, you know, have mm-hmm. vacuum on the bottom, the three things on the top. Do you use the Lamello that much? I use it a lot uh, this past week. Yeah, you have actually. Those but it's like, yeah, it's like anything. You're you're way more uh, likely to use it if it's easy. If I don't have to open the drawer, open the box, pull it out, hook it up yeah, to the vacuum, totally put it on the hose, then it's like, oh man, I could use a lamello here and just use it real quick. Yeah, it's so funny. Yeah. Like, um, I don't know where that little model went, but um, I had a like. Put that little bend in the leg, mm-hmm. and I did that with the sander. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, I got to go get that belt sander out of the drawer that's way over there. Then I got to clamp it to the, you know, I'm thinking of, I, I probably spent five minutes <laughs> thinking of another way to possibly do it. Yeah. Instead of just going over there and getting the sander. <laughs> it's funny uh, how you'll like, I, I saw, um, is it Streamline? Is Streamline Woodworks? He's, uh, he's oh, the guy that's I the, see him a lot. He makes the direct eye contact. Yeah, he's account. funny. Yeah. I like him. His account has grown fast. Yeah, he's doing good. Um, he did this um, He did this reel about how he was cutting lap joints with his regular saw. And I'm like, yeah, I do that. Uh, I see, yeah, he was like, rather than take the five minutes to change yeah. out the data. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. It's kind of a funny um, way that he came up with doing just the staring thing and doing that voiceover is like pretty good yeah yeah it you know there will come a day where it's like all right can we get can we do something new now but yeah. you know because like i'm here for the woodworking sure know, i want to teach me something that i don't know you know the gimmick is cool but i uh i i saw i saw one thing there on his his account that i had just done a couple of days before which is like i guess they call it a bump Bump cut, where you bump the the molding into the blade and yeah, pick yeah. it up. I never heard of that term of bump cut, but I've always just done it. Where you, yeah, I mean, what to like slice off a little, just take hair. it off a hair. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, because the teeth are wider than the plate of the saw. Yeah, you know, yeah. so when you hit the plate and then you bring it up, you just take off like. I made a YouTube yeah. video. I didn't know it was called that either. I didn't know it was called that. I just said this is something I do. I made a YouTube video probably six or eight years ago. And then the other day I thought, Oh, I'm doing it. I might as well make a quick reel. And, uh, it does work. It's just, yeah. It's you can like push the blade too. I, yeah. That's what yeah. I have done. Usually they, like really like wrench it. And then, then you get a heavier cut. Yeah. But if you buy a Ridge carbide blade, ain't no chance that baby's bending. Probably not. That's high quality. No way. Well, we're going to the woodworking show on Sunday yeah. and we'll see Ridge carbide there. Yeah. I think the guy who, um, like the original owner of Ridge is the guy that does those. That's who I bought my Ridge carbide blade from Mm -hmm. probably four or five years ago. I'm, I'm actually in the market for another blade, but we'll see. I I don't like spending money. (laughs) I'm like, I could use it. I can still use that. Actually, I'm in the market for a truck. Oh man! Oh, talk about not wanting to spend money. That's the thing. Holy cow! I can't get over how much trucks have gone up since my last one. So I lease. You're looking at like sixty, seventy k. I might not. I might be borrowing Walter's Pilot, which is mine. Um, Walter, Walter was showing me a truck that he's thinking about buying. I'm like, yeah, that's a good idea. You should buy a truck <laughs> because I just don't care. Uh-huh. What's he looking at? Tacomas. Uh, he's looking at a, no, he's looking at a Ford Ranger used. Mm. So he's thinking like, I'm just going to buy something that I feel is, you know, safe enough. Or, just or, run it into the ground. Yeah. 
and just not have a, a car payment. He's mm-hmm. all the all the all of my sons are very um, financially responsible. They really think about like like Jack bought a used car. Michael's not in any. You know, they're just mm-hmm. they think about everything. They don't they don't put money on credit cards or without paying them off. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know what it is? They're tuned in to all these financial advisors on the internet. So they're, they're pretty savvy that way. Anyway, I, I, my lease is up in the middle of March and. Oh, it's coming fast. Oh my God. So I went and looked at him the other night and I was like, this is insane. I mean, I don't know how much I need. I'm thinking of, uh, you know, riding my electric bike. (laughs) 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 Now I'll probably get a truck, but I mean. It's just incredible. So you got a Ford F one fifty now, right? Or yeah. Is it- so I looked at a, a lease for a similar one. Mm-hmm. One number I got is thirty five down, eight fifty a month, six seventy nine. That's not bad. Still, that you got to pay tax and title and tags out of pocket, though. No, I'm not sure. Yeah, look. that's one thing. Get it? Because that's like you know what's <sighs> what's six and five eighths percent on sixty five thousand. I, oh I think you have the option God. to do that. They, After, they roll it into your payments. That's what, yeah, that's what I mean. They oh, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. So the, the truck that I'm at right now is uh, 528. Mm-hmm. That's doable. I'm like, okay, I don't mind that. But I pay, I, yeah, 502 or something. And, you know, I'm like, okay, I can, whatever. I can wrap my brain around that. But all of a sudden it's getting to be like, like yes. I know people who are spending almost $900 a month in car payments. I'm like. The van's 880. That's crazy. And that's, that's a, you know, financed, but yeah, leases when I, so I had the Ram and then I was looking at, I liked it. So I was looking at other Rams, 750, 850 a month. I'm like, what were you originally at? That Ram was 369. (laughs) My first Ram was $274 a month. It just, it's just insane to me. Now the Tacoma, I'm paying 500. And I like the Tacoma, like Jack has the truck. It's not as nice as, it's not as new as yours. Mm-hmm. But I, I sometimes need to put a few people in there. Like, yeah. So you have three it's, people. It's cramped. I can't, yeah. like we'll have five people in there. Yeah. And I'll have, and the, the funny thing is I drive my daughter around and there'll be like four girls in the back and my daughter in the front. And it's, they're fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? Where, and you so, might not have to do that anymore if you get a Tacoma. Yeah, I don't, it's it's um, I don't know what I'll, what I'll end up doing, but I I um, I'm just pretty shocked at how high they've gone. It's crazy. It's yeah. you know I leased my little SUV at the height of scarcity. You know, like I was good. We've had Volkswagens for many many years, so we went to the Volkswagen place. They had like one or two Volkswagens like SUVs there. And so it was like 600 and something dollars a month, nothing down. Guy goes, okay, you know, it's holiday weekend, come back on Tuesday and, you know, this will be here for you. Okay. Well, somebody came and took it that night. Yeah. And so I had nothing. So we went to the Mercedes place where we got the van and you know, I'm not really a Mercedes guy, like, you know, driving around a Mercedes. <laughs> you know, I said, the problem was I sent my wife there and she loved it. 
So we got this uh, Mercedes SUV and it's like $670 or something wow. like that. It's a lot of money. You're leasing it. Yeah. And um, do you like it? It's a, it's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, but you know, how many I mean? miles did you get? Like, I think I got 12,000 a year, but okay. I, I think I've only put like 2000 miles on it. You don't put a lot of miles on. So I, I'm going to be right there. I'm, I'm, I get 15 a year. Yeah. And I'm at 40. I just hit 43. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll return it underneath the mileage. Yeah. But so will I. The, the only reason why I can justify it, if I end up doing this thing for, for the 679, mm -hmm. my only justification is my wife and I share the car. Yeah. Because we both work from home and I'm just not going to have, $1,500 of car payments sitting out in the garage. So driveway. you have one car for the two of you. Yeah. So we have three cars total because Michael drives our little Civic that we bought when the kids mm -hmm. were little, the boys were younger. And then Walter drives the Pilot that we bought when the family was younger. So we have those cars and we'll get those cars back at some point. So let's, for instance... When we go to the woodworking show on Sunday, I'll pick you up at your mm -hmm. house. Yeah. My wife will have um, one of those cars. So she won't be without a car. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's easy enough because the, the boys are, you know, they're, they're mostly home. Or um, if Walter's at his girlfriend's house, his girlfriend will pick him up. Or How's your wife like driving the pickup? She loves it. My wife too. Anytime she ever drove my, she would always want to drive it. And I don't like. I just don't like her driving my trucks, but she loves it. Yeah. She's like, man, I think I want to pick up. Well, you know, it's a, <laughs> the, the parking. It's so funny. My wife will look in the, the mirrors like for, for, and I'm like, why are you looking in the mirrors? Just look at that screen right there. You can uh, see yeah. everything. People who yeah. do like the arm. And yeah. The, I, I, I have a hard time trusting the camera. Oh, the camera's unbelievable. I, I told him I'm going to get him some tennis balls for the van because. Yeah, you see it's it. in there all cattywampus <laughs> right now. What's that? The van. It's like, you know. So, yeah. I had a back. <laughs> you know how they do in Florida where they have, hang the tennis have, ball from the. Yeah, I know. You don't have uh, cameras in the van? Oh, yeah, yeah we do. We do. Uh, and it's it's like nine feet in the air, like with this yeah. bird's eye view. You could see like. It's wild how like, because you can see the truck, yeah. but it's like a photograph. It's like a. It's like a photograph of the truck because if I have something in the truck, you don't see that. Yeah, yeah. Some of the like, yeah, like the Fords and stuff have that crazy. Yours has like yeah, side view. 360 degrees it shows. Uh, the front the of the, yeah, it shows yeah. like the front of the car. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, it's, you know, the, the sad thing is uh, all that safety stuff is there because people used to run over people. Yeah, you know? yeah. You know? Yeah. Did you look at the lightning at all? They probably don't have any. That thing is... 90,000 probably. But that thing is like killing Ford. I mean, they'd probably give that thing away. I, yeah. I, I heard that they're not even given the the uh, subsidy on that because the batteries are made in China. Mm. Well, I think they're losing so much money on on all these electric vehicles unless, you know, people, especially, especially the, um, the pickup trucks because they don't have the distance. Mm-hmm. And so I like if I were thinking of getting something, first of all, the I've got the EcoBoost in the truck. Yeah. The thing does great. It's like 20 miles on highway. Yeah. Does really, really well. What are you getting in a Toyota? 
Not that great. 17, 18, maybe mm-hmm. 16. But that's the funny thing. Like the pilot, the R Honda pilot isn't as good as the truck. It's mm-hmm. the pickup truck. Well, yeah. I mean, the technology has been, yeah. yeah. Cause that's probably got the V6 in it. It does. It has the yeah. V6 EcoBoost and it's fast. So, I mean, I really do like that truck. Oh, the other option is to buy the truck. Oh, so I the, was going to ask The about truck that. is, um, for me to buy, it'd be 38.5. So yeah, and then what's the interest rate right now? Yeah. So there's, you know, there's. I went through the same thing with mine. Mm-hmm. You know, it would have been like. I was paying three sixty nine a month. It would have been five something to finance it for five years. I'm like, but then I have a truck that's eight years old, and then it's going to start to break down. Oh, and, oh yeah. So I wouldn't last. worry as much with a Honda, but like a Dodge. Oh yeah, Dodge or a Ford. So these Honda, the 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 two Hondas that we have, mm-hmm. they just never die. They'll run you a know, million miles. Knock on wood. But anytime, like when back in the day, we had minivans, like we had Chrysler minivans. Because, you know, we're minivans with mm-hmm. all these kids. Holy cow, those things were just money pits. Mm-hmm. And they would just break down. Transmissions would go. You know, you'd get just beyond the warranty and the transmission yep. would go. And, and it's even worse now, you know. The cars yeah. have just gotten crappier and crappier. Yeah, yeah. so, like, if this was, if this was uh, like, one of the larger, is it uh, the larger Toyota makes something that's pretty big. Yeah, compared, Tundra. Yeah. If this was that, then I would really consider, you know, just buying it. And because it'll go forever. Yeah, Toyota. I, I'm not going to buy an American car. It just, it sounds terrible. And I'm all yeah. about, you know, made in America. But they just break. Yeah, if the quality's no good, then. And, and they, and they on cost purpose. a fortune to They fit. break on purpose. That's Did you a, look at the Tundra at all? I'm going to. So that's the thing. I, 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 <laughs> I've got, you know, T minus like 30 days and counting to like. Going to the dealer sucks. Oh, I hate going it's to hard. the dealer. Oh, yeah. And if you try and do it online, all they want to do is call you. Yeah. You're like, hey, I'm just trying to check the price on this thing. They're like, when would you like to come in? It's like, I don't <laughs> want to come in. That's the thing. I'm That's trying why to, I'm online. Can you just tell me the price? <laughs> we went to Tom's. I, I bought my truck at uh, George Wall. Okay. Where's that up? By I, Home Depot? Uh, it's, yeah, by getting on the parkway? Yeah. No, no, that's Tom's. Oh. That's Tom's. The other one is down by the Lowe's. Further that way, uh, Hazlitt area. Oh, uh, okay. I think. Um, I always get them confused. So anyway, we went to Tom's, which is the one that's by the parkway, right where the intersection of 36 is. With the big flag. Yeah. And uh, really nice, nice people, no pressure. And we went in like 40 minutes before they were going to close because I, wa- I didn't want to waste a day there. I didn't, you know. And uh, they were nice, and they gave us the numbers, so I kind of a little, little bit know more about what I'm dealing with, and now I can decide. But I'll go check out where I bought it from, and uh, it's funny because they, uh, I was talking to George Wall. They had called me, and I told them the deal, and I said, they're like, oh, yeah, we can probably match that. I'm like, really? But we'll see what mm-hmm. they say when I actually go in there. It's going to cost a lot no matter what. I mean, that's just, it's the well, state of things. So, you know, it's funny. I saw the write-off. Yeah, <laughs> write-off. That's the funniest thing ever. <laughs> I saw a um, an Instagram blurb the other day that the medium rental uh, price now is like 1976. And I'm like, and so for that price, 
minimum wage needs to make it all work out mm-hmm. needs to be like thirty six fifty. So I'm like, how much longer is this going to continue? My wife asked yeah. the same question because, you know, she we go uh, food. She goes food shopping almost every day. You know, she's retired. So. Well, you guys shop at food. Whole Foods, too. Whole Foods, all the high-end places. Yeah, because it's, Cause just, it's the just two of, of us. Yeah. And, you know, we both agree the last thing we're going to skimp on is what we eat. You know, we don't do anything. We don't go on vacation. I don't have any bad habits, really. <laughs> <laughs> None that cost money. <laughs> right, right. I mean, I don't have any bad habits that cost money. Um, so we get what we want. So she knows the price of everything. And generally, I don't like to know because stuff's just too expensive. Sure. But like, so I like half and half of my coffee. And she's like, this used to be four seventy nine. Now it's six ninety nine. You know, like substantial increases in every grocery item. And shrinkflation on top of it where yes. they're making the sizes smaller, but keeping the prices, raising the prices or keeping them it, the same. It, I mean, not just like this is, was four seventy nine. Now it's four ninety nine. Yeah, it's it's like, crazy. And the crazy thing is that all of these corporations who are, or you know, own these um, food companies and all this, they're they making record profits. Exactly. Not like, like, well, you know, we had to raise prices because it's like, well, yeah, but you're making more money now than ever. So she says, like, when is it going to stop? Like, what? I mean, how much longer can we hang on? I don't know. That's the thing. Like, I keep waiting for the shoe to drop. I mean, I just feel like, I feel like it's really a precarious situation and and we're some of the luckier that's ones. what i mean i mean we work our asses off but you know we got low interest rate mortgages yeah. we got you know we don't live beyond our means um no it's crazy we, we run pretty tight ships uh, and we think like so like this is a purchase i'm really thinking about that you know how many people just like oh i need to do truck and they just go out and buy it and then yeah. they end up with some junk i'm shocked at all the new vehicles i see on the but road do you know what's at an all-time high is repossessions oh. mm. repossessions credit card default everything is at an all-time high so how is this continuing how does yeah. this continue so we watched the thing yesterday i had seen it before but i wanted to show it to rob yeah. um, it was you know it was about quote unquote crappy jobs and like the Protestant um, work ethic, you know, <laughs> which is like the harder you work, the better you are kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and, you know, how you should devote yourself to work and blah, blah, blah. You know, and this guy, it's like a video essayist, you know, basically he's just it was good. talking to the camera. Um, but, you know, he was saying like pre-industrial revolution, the fruits of your labor were a direct, um, a direct representation of how hard you worked. And the amount of money you had was a direct representation of how hard you worked. Because if you worked really hard and made a really good product, you had money, you know, because, well, just because that's how it works. Mm -hmm. You know, you were making this thing and people were buying it. Post-industrial revolution, you know, when you're a cog in in a gear in a factory and all you do is you take this thing and you put it on there. If you work twice as hard as the guy next to you, how... How yeah. does anybody know? Yeah, like it, when you're you in, quantify it? yeah, when you're in a social, you know, when you look at it in terms of a community or a social aspect. Um, so that was the rise of conspicuous consumption because the yeah. way that that you showed Rob how successful you were is because you bought cl- nice clothes and you bought a car oh, and you okay. bought this and that. So um, you know, it's so, like so YouTube. 
Yeah. Yeah, if you could send me a link, I'd love to see it. Yeah, it was good. He's got a lot of good ones. Um, But yeah, it's like almost like people like lost a portion of their identity, you know, when the industrial revolution came because we've talked about it before. It's like you used to be, you used to have a trade and now what, what sort of identity do you have if you're just a cog in a wheel, you know? It's funny, like, because I'll say to my wife, I'm like, well, I don't really have a lot in common with a lot of people around here because they don't, they're not taking care of their own home. So I can't talk to them about that. You know, it's just weird. It's just Mm -hmm. like, it's like, I'm not, I don't have that much in common with a lot of these people who just hire a service for everything, which, hey, I don't have a problem with that. And it's great for the service that they're hiring. Right. right. They're giving I'm just jobs. saying, I'm just saying that I don't have much to talk to uh, some people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like their identity is, yeah, we're going to Bermuda next month. Yeah. And then, 100%. Yeah. yeah. You know. It's just like this, these incredible, like, oh, we were just out in Vail. We did heli skiing. And I'm like, oh, wow. Yeah. Pretty Which, cool. There's nothing wrong with that, but. Um, I'm like, I raked my leaves yesterday. It was really rewarding. I felt great. For yeah. Me. <laughs> it's just. But it, there's a, so much truth to that. Now, the the interesting thing about prices on services just going so high, it makes me reconsider, like, because what ha- I've been doing YouTube now for 12, 13 years. And, like, I love shooting our videos, but a lot of the videos I make with what I'm doing, I'm just like, I feel like I've done this before. You know, I'm being really critical and getting bored with what I'm editing. Mm-hmm. So I'm producing less and like, I'm actually enjoying this little shaker table or stool that I'm making now. So I'll, I'm going to continue to do that. But I'm starting to toy with the idea of maybe I want to work for a plumber for, see if I can find a good plumber who will allow me to work for him for only three days a week. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe, so for three days a week, I won't get burnt out. I can kind of do some of my own thing and I'm learning a trade. And so the, what's the value to him? value to him is it's somebody who can can do things can drive places can talk to you know i know what it's like to have somebody who can actually you know put a thought together and actually you know be left on a job and do something yeah that's like the top you know that's a prerequisite for anything it's yeah. like you if you can't do that then you know you could teach anybody to be a plumber but you can't teach that you know yeah so that's so I like, I'm entertaining all these different ideas. Like, do I want to do some electrical work? Do I want to, uh, you know, be a plumber and learn these skills? Because maybe, maybe in five or six years, I want to build a, a little house or something. Cause we have that land up in Vermont. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, okay, maybe I'm not going to, I'm not going to do all the electric myself, but maybe I would do a certain areas just to have that confidence. Mm-hmm. And, and there's also something to be said about, just just continually growing and learning new skills, you know, and, and also not always working by yourself because I've been working by myself now for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. And, what about Mike the plumber? Yeah, Mike's drain cleaning. Did you say drain? I don't clean drains. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> Trust me, I know plumbing isn't all, isn't all oh, funny yeah. games. It's, you know... It, it's like you think, oh yeah, you're just an electrician. That's easy, and then it's like you're 95 wires. De- yeah, 95 degrees. You're pulling wires in an attic. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that was another thing on that video. He was talking about, you know, like the show Dirty Jobs. Yeah. Um, about you know how on this show, 
the whole, most of the video was about how <clears throat> corporations now are sort of like um, advertising this like heroic nature of like blue collar workers and this and that. But then really in the background, they're kind of just like yeah. kicking he, everybody in the balls. Yeah. He used this great word, valorizing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Dude, valorizing? Yeah. And, you know, with the show Dirty Jobs, it's kind of similar where he goes to this um, whatever, the shit shoveling factory. And he's not talking to the shit shoveler. <laughs> no. He's talking to the guy that owns the business. So um, it's like in a clean shirt. <laughs> yeah. Labor, labor has become a, a commodity is not the right word, but it's like they put a value on um, the labor that goes into producing something. And they're, I'm not sure how to articulate this. Basically like they're, um, they're using labor as like an advertising tactic where like, mm -hmm. look how hard they had to work to make this thing. It's, you know, therefore it's quality and you should buy it. But, you know, they're still treating the worker like garbage. They got no workers rights and mm -hmm. not getting paid enough, you know, before it is like, yeah, you know, yeah. we got these guys working on the working assembly man. line. Meanwhile, they jacked the price of the truck up. By yeah. Are you a working man? Drive a Ford truck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, spend the rest of your life paying it off. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's it's all out of whack. I don't know what's gonna fix it. I think um I think it's a total shit show, but I just sort of put your head down and just do what you gotta do every that, day. That's all we can do is yeah. you know, we get up, put our boots on and come to work. That's all you can do because you no matter what no matter how you feel about anything that's going on right now, doesn't mean shit. No. You're not gonna be able to do anything about it. Yeah. Um I mean, I I I feel like there's just so much bullshit out there today mm -hmm. that I just I just like shake my head. I'm like, I don't know how this is going to continue. <laughs> you know, and that's, I try not to pay attention. Sometimes something catches my ear and I'm like, oh my God. Yeah. Well, you and I, uh, me a little bit more than you are of the age where it wasn't so screwed up. It yeah. really wasn't, you know, yeah. like the cost of housing and the cost of and the, and the price you were paid. So that's the thing. Like I'm driving, I'm driving my son to the boat today because my wife needed to use the car. So there we go. You know, we're using one car. And um, we go past some houses for sale. And Michael's always looking at real estate. Mm -hmm. And he goes, that's 670. I'm like, that house is 670. I'm like, that's a huge mortgage. Mm -hmm. That's a huge down payment. And yeah. then it's, so you're talking like five grand a month just to have this house that needs a lot of work mm -hmm. and is not in a great area or a great road, a lot of traffic. It's just out of, it's, it's totally like, out of, yeah. So who's going to buy that house? I'm thinking like, what? what? Some investor and then they're going to rent yeah. it out. To so that's the problem. That's what's killing the American dream. You have like BlackRock is buying houses, yeah. buying up all these houses and then renting them. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's just BlackRock. I just heard that somewhere, that's, so I might yeah. not even know. That's one yeah. of the big ones. Um, what's the other one? Is it Berkshire Hathaway? Is the other? Uh, I'm not Which sure. is, that seems so counterintuitive to, to making society work. Right, but it, no one wants, no, no one's willing to admit that the government needs to step in and say, hey, maybe we shouldn't let these people buy up all these properties. Yeah. 
because they they want you know free whatever, market quote unquote small yeah free market small government. Um, but you can't have your cake and eat it too. You know, if you want to have affordable housing, somebody's got to do something to make yeah. sure that that is <laughs> attainable and not just like twenty four units built on the edge of Homedale. Yeah, know, yeah, that, like. All the did you see those houses that are they built on King's Highway? We may have talked about that. I think those are like eight hundred thousand dollars a piece. Oh, behind the clown liquor store, yeah, yeah. like and it's junk, you know. It's toll, toll Brothers or Hamnanian or yeah. whatever. No, it's, toll, it's junk. It's Toll Brothers. Mm -hmm. You see the flags flying. Yeah. Who's who's gonna go live there? I don't know. I don't know, but I mean, like eight hundred thousand. Like that's like, and you're on top of the guy next to you, and you're on top of the guy next to you. So they have that party. Now you're listening to a party. So you get a bad neighbor, yeah. you know, that's like right above you. You're paying eight hundred thousand dollars to have some guy bouncing around at two o'clock in the morning. I don't know. It's I mean, crazy. I don't know what's going to happen. I just know it. Just seems everything just seems bizarre, mm -hmm. and it's not just here. It seems like it's everywhere. It is. Yeah, yeah. It the is. cost of living is just you know has gone up so much. But even like houses around here, where our location, right where we are right now, are through the roof. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, I mean, I bought my house for two fifty back in twenty twenty one or whatever it was twenty 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 one, and it. I mean, it's like almost doubled. I mean, that's good for you. It's just bad for yeah. society. But what good does it do yeah, me? Because yeah. I can't leave and go, can't anywhere go anywhere else. Anywhere. No. So it's all relative, you know? <laughs> right. It's not like he's got that extra 250 in cash. Right. If I sold it, I would just be able to buy some other dump. <laughs> Isn't that crazy, though? <laughs> that's, that's it. We're stuck in yeah. our spots. Like, you know, like clearly the house that we, my wife and I live in, it's too much for us now. You know what I mean? It's too big. I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm, Burnt out. You got a big fixing, piece of property there. Fixing it up, you know, like lots of stuff starting to run down. But I can't go anywhere. I can't go. What am I going to do? That was like my parents. They were looking at selling, selling their house where I grew up <clears throat> and my dad grew up. Um, and they were like, what are we going to do? Move into an apartment? This is a, on a different topic, but can you turn your old shop into an apartment? It would take, I'd have to run some plumbing out there. That's not hard, but can you do it? Uh, I don't you, know. Would you be allowed to do it? My, because that would be. for business. I mean, yeah. you could probably put like a, a actual like hotel. Yeah, I, I have a B3 zoning. So you could, you could, you could turn that into a house. You could have $2,000 yeah. a month coming in. Yeah. Shit, yeah. That's, that's a $4,000 a month house right there. <laughs> In these times, <laughs> that would be a, that, that would be a big place. You know what's happening? You know uh, they just announced that the World Cup or whatever is going to be at MetLife in twenty twenty six. People like the Airbnbs and gonna stuff. Go people are going to make a killing. Wow, maybe I should be renting my house. My wife was saying like a year ago, she's like, we should turn the garage into an Airbnb. I don't want anybody in my backyard though. That's no. my problem too. I that mean. Uh, you could put up a privacy fence, though, like where your driveway is. You could have a privacy fence so your your guests mm -hmm. could stay on it. You could build a deck. Oh, yeah. Right I there. mean, it's totally doable. Yeah. You could just, have the driveway go straight back all the way to the corner and yeah. then turn so that yeah. you kept all the lawn. Mm -hmm. And nobody yeah. would see you out there in your ice bath in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, 
There's so many things. I think so, I, I got the porch, you know, I got to repaint the porch. I got to scrape the paint off the thing. It's just, it's like, it's never ending. I know the feeling. Yeah. Uh, and you know, we're, it's not that I do it cause I can do it. It's that I don't think I can afford to pay somebody to come and do all this you, stuff. You have a hard time finding somebody to do it right. Right. Like, I'm just going to have to do it on the weekend. That's just all yeah, there is because to you, it. You, you, it's hard to find someone for what you're willing to pay to do it right mm-hmm. because it's not a job that they're doing all the time. It's not right. like you're not like a contractor. The only way is, is like if you're a, if you know a contractor and you can somehow borrow their subs, mm-hmm. you know you'd have to be like really friendly with that contractor because yeah. they're not going to want to let that go. Yeah. But I feel the same way. There's a lot of projects where I'm like, wow, I would like to do that. Or I would like to have that done, but I know it's going to not be done the way I want it to be done. So I'll end up doing it myself. Mm-hmm. I'm still. I'm still at the point where I'll probably do it my a lot of things myself. Yeah, me too. I mean, but that it's more out of necessity than anything else. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Like with sometimes I'll turn that into content, and mm-hmm. I can sort of make it pay for itself. Yeah, but I have to tell you, it it kind of kills any joy that you might find on the job <laughs> trying to like like you know you're gonna sheetrock yeah. a wall or whatever. Now you're going to set up a camera. And yeah, yeah. Rather than just do it, you're like, all right, how am I going to explain? You know, I got to explain this yeah. and show that. and Yeah, so it's sort of not worth it. I'll probably just end up, unless you maybe set up um, something to have a stop mode. What do they call that? Uh, like a time lapse. Time lapse. Yeah. And you do a, but even that becomes, becomes work. There, yeah. I was, I was shooting the videos on this... Uh, shaker stool that i'm going to post in two weeks i think and i really like the project but i was really hating moving the camera around and you know what i mean it's just like ah it's like um it's like anything you do anything enough and it'll yeah you need a fresh start yeah you you need to step back and you need to either stop doing it altogether or stop doing it for six months so um it's Anytime something becomes just like, just work, work, then it's time to like reevaluate. Oh, yeah. I mean, I felt that way about the band. I've been playing music my whole life. Things started going in a direction I didn't want to go. I'm like, I quit. Yeah. You know, it's like, I'd rather stay at home. I'd rather not do that thing that's just not fun anymore because it's not what it used to be. You know, it's like, Things change. Yeah, that's the thing. You know what? That's what you say. Everything changes and there's like a nine or 10 year cycle. And um, like I, I love building things and and making something from nothing. And and I like um, maintaining things. Mm-hmm. I actually do like, you know, like painting the house. I lo- you get a satisfaction if you have the time to like, you know, get something done. It's It's pretty cool. It's the, um, you know, it just becomes sort of weird. Like you're documenting every single little thing you do and you're re- you're like ready to do something and get it done. You're like, oh man, I should go get the, the camera and the tripod. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. you're like, now, uh. now, so like if I take a, 
I probably won't, I'm not never going to quit making videos, but I'll probably just make less projects and things that I consider furniture. But what I'll do is maybe take um, just, just more, um, I don't know what I'm going to do, but I'm going to definitely take a little <laughs> bit of a break from, from banging out so many projects all the time. Yeah. Maybe just one, one every two months. Mm -hmm. Cause I don't think it matters anyway. Mm -hmm. I, I like I really enjoy coming over here and sh not even shooting the videos. That's fun. Editing the videos is really fun for me because I get the B-roll and I can sort of make it all to go together. And I'm not always aware of what's going on because I'm videoing. When I get back and start editing, then I see, oh, that's what, you know, Jeff or Rob said at this certain point, this is good, or I'm going to cut that or whatever. And the same thing with the videos that I'm starting to make with Peter is a, and that's a whole different realm because that's more of like going out and seeing other people mm -hmm. and then all you do is you just keep the camera on them and take b-roll and then try to make it all make sense down the road so i'm still doing all the same stuff i always did but i, I definitely see a slowdown in trying to produce as much content mm -hmm. at least that's how i feel like in the last couple of days or weeks yeah. I think a lot of people feel that way, though, who have been doing it as long as I have. Yeah, I can only imagine. Especially because it's become, you know, uh, more widespread, more competitive, more. It's another race to the bottom where, you know, people are willing to do things for nothing and, you know, things that take real work. And um, because they're doing it just as a hobby, you know. Yeah, I think if I can figure out a way to have purpose behind it that would make it better if I was building something for someone, not even for them to buy, but like, say, say like some, I don't want to say a charity, but like something that would then end up using it somewhere. Or, or let's say I did end up doing a, an Airbnb, then I was building furniture for the house. Yeah. Then I would be more inspired to build it. But right now I'm building this shaker step stool because I will use it in my shop, but also I'm like, I really need to build something. Mm-hmm to put on my channel. Yeah. Know? And we talked about it. Um, I forget if it was with you or, Oh, it was with Walter about, you know, how when you're just left to your own devices and you're like, I have to build something and there's no parameters or guidance. Like we're lucky where the client says, I need this. It has to be this big, blah, blah, blah. So it's easy. We just <laughs> draw it. And you know, but when you're like, I really should build a spec piece of furniture that's a lot of pressure to come up with an idea, the whole thing. There's, it's all on you. There's no guidance, you know, from anyone else. It's like, man, that's like a lot of pressure. It is. It, it is, especially if you're like designing it. And so like this little thing that I'm doing now, I didn't design it, uh, although I will sell plans for it. I just saw it in a museum and I'm sort of refiguring it mm -hmm. from there. But I guess the joy that I'll get from that piece is I do see a lot of, beginner woodworkers making it mm -hmm. because like you said, it's a lot of pressure to go out in the shop and just make something from nothing. And so I'll get people sending me pictures of all the things that they've made from my plans. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. Yeah. That's and then, nice. then the other, it would be great if I could just, well, I'm going to keep that, but let's say I didn't have a use for that step stool. It'd be great if I could donate it to somebody who is actually going to use it in a good way or somehow fund the next video. 
But I don't want to try to sell the thing because you're never going to get enough money. For just whatever. another job. It's just, that's just another job. <laughs> but at the same time, a lot of the things that if I was going to make like the next, like we're going to make this little stool that mm-hmm. we're going to make. I don't want it. You probably don't want it. Not really. You know what I mean? So we'll probably try to sell it for, but it'll be a good thing. That's also different because it's the three of us. It's There's more of a fun factor in this yes. project. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And there's a concept, you know, yeah. the, you know, with the uh, movie TV show thing. So gives us, um, at least narrows it down to something, you know? So, so then I think that's where the, the real beautiful thing comes in is where. That's the alarm going on automatically. Is where you make something that goes out into the world and helps people, you know, like woodworking, but you don't actually have a physical product you don't actually have anything physical that you ever have to move or take care of. So like I'll say to people, and this is a really negative thing to say, but like sometimes an artist will just spend their life making liabilities because they're making things that they then have to take care of and store and move. And when they die, Someone else has to. Yeah, the black yeah. plastic bags you come know, out. Yeah, exactly. They go, so, yeah, they go for pennies on the dollar. I saw that being a very young, and I kind of stopped. Like, because when you're when you start as an artist, they always say to you, make a cohesive body of work, and then show your cohesive body of work to galleries. So you just make all the shit, and you're always making stuff and learning at the same time. But then I got to meet much, much older artists and dead artists. And I thought, I'm not doing that. That's a lot. <laughs> so then I just made things that I knew I would sell. Yeah. And then I made, then I turned things that I knew wouldn't sell, but I could turn them into things that I know do mm-hmm. sell, like over time. And you become, you know, if you have all this stuff, you become attached to it. You know, after, let's say you had it for 10 years, 20 years, you didn't sell it. Now you're attached to it. Yeah. And you're not going to let it go for, you know what I mean? I get, yeah, no, I, I don't because I'll just destroy that stuff. So like I've had things I'm like, yeah, it's kind of a good painting, but nobody bought it. I do like it, but I don't want to move it again. And then I break out the circular saw and whoop, whoop, whoop. Well, maybe not you, but I feel like a lot of people, you know, if you're, if you're of that type where you're an artist and you're, you have 300 bodies of work that you're holding on to, you know, you're of the mindset where each one is precious and Mm -hmm. you're not, you know, you can't, it's like a baby and you can't let it go for, you know, so you'll take it to your deathbed before you give it to somebody or throw it out or whatever. That's true. And that is absolutely true. And so that's what I don't want to be. So like I, you know, you have to make those hard decisions. So that's the beautiful thing about being a musician is you don't have anything physical. No, it's all, yeah, the one thing I always... Uh, you know, because as a songwriter, I, I pro- I've I've written hundreds of songs through the years, and not all of them have been recorded. Obviously, so they don't really exist. You know, so that's like a, this weird thing. Like, you know, unless there's something like I can. Oh, here's a song on my phone. Boom. You know, where is it? Where is this idea? Where is all this stuff? It's only in my imagination. But the but even the recordings don't take up any real space. They take no, up some digital no. space and yeah. and audio files are small compared to well, video. 
like you, I used to carry around all these two inch reels. You ever like yeah. the old two inch yeah. tape? I had them in milk crates in boxes Ugh. and I'd lug them with me you know, through all my moves, all my moves, all my moves. And then one day I said, I'm never going to use these. I, and I just threw them all away. Liberating. It was. So I, I know I said this, I think, I think I said it here. Um, the Sean Penn's house burnt down like 10 or 20 years ago. I heard him on an interview on Fresh Air. And Terry Gross asked him, you know, how, how did you feel? And he's like liberated. Mm-hmm. He goes, he goes, you know how it is. You have that drawer. It's got that photograph in there. It's got a card. It's got some other thing. It's, it was all gone. You don't have to think about it. I think that's the only, uh, that's the kind of thing you only say when you have millions of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think, it, yeah. <laughs> then, then after that, he's probably, he's probably like, well, I'm glad it was that house, not the other house. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're probably right. But I, I get what he's saying. Yeah, the um, the uh, you know having be, being able to let things go and then not having to be your thing. But yeah, if that was your only house, you'd be screwed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, that's true. That's true. I he was just talking about the stuff. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I think that's like I'll, I'll say that to my kids all the time. I'll I, I'll just say um, your your most valuable possession is your time. Mm-hmm. So always be aware of that because every one of your purchases is going to require your time. So my son Jack bought a boat and he's he bought it right because he bought a used boat and he bought a motor and he can sell it. And we had fun working on it and all. And he'll use it, but it's a tiny little boat. It's not like this 50-foot boat that now has to be maintained. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's, for the most part, it's like, Cycling, I think, is a good thing because it's a bicycle. Then you can sell it. Yeah. Um, it's just things. Just things. You know, it's amazing to me how much money people spend in space that they rent in these um, storage spaces mm-hmm. that are like it's crazy. They're putting that new one up on thirty six, building them everywhere. It's like I, how much stuff does everybody have? I rented one for six months when I had to do all this work to my barn. And it was like $205 a month. Yeah. We looked into it before we moved the shop because we were like, maybe if we had a conditioned space, we could put furniture in there. Like, you know, when it's finished in the shop before delivery, it was a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, so I, I did it. And, and I remember my wife saying, she goes, well, I hope that you, you're not going to get too comfortable with that. I said, no, trust me when this is done, I'm like, just, it's like kind of like burning $200. Mm You know, so, um, so I, I got my stuff out of there and then I, uh, and then I went through it and kind of, you know, keep calling things out. Yeah. I, not to be really negative, but you, in my business, in the YouTube business, if you really want to be like jaded is you could go and build something and just burn it like the next day. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds terrible. Well, you see all these people making these things that are just. Well, you can't burn epoxy. <laughs> you could try bad for the environment but yeah just making these things that are just bullshit you know what i mean i mean you see like props from famous movies that that rot in a warehouse mm-hmm. like your epoxy table that you made specifically for a youtube video that's literally it's worth nothing yeah i agree so what's the point you know 
Yeah, so that's the dilemma. And so that's funny because we're we're about to build a prop. But I don't but I've gotten around that because I actually think there's some value to it. I really like I was in a um a, a very nice home yesterday and I thought, wow, this bench would look great here. Yeah. So whether we have to I don't know, maybe we'll do some kind of a sale at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. But even if we have to sell it for what nothing yeah. almost, we're gonna I'm gonna build it with wood that I have in the shop. And at the same time, I think it's serving a purpose of creating, creating learning entertainment. Yeah. You know, and I think that's what the channel does too. I mm-hmm. think, uh, I think both channels, if you watch the videos, you're, you're go you're leaving with something, you know, you're, you're leaving with yeah, a that's different the goal. Yeah. Cause I mean, yeah. Entertainment is cool and there should be entertainment involved, but that's not, it's, this isn't all entertainment. Yeah. And it's also knowing who you are. Like, so like I love shooting these videos cause I like you too as people and you can tell that the people in the comments like you as people, because they're getting real feedback from real people in this business. And when I'm making my videos, it's a similar thing. So that's what I do. I can make wood and I can, teach people how to build things a certain way just, and, and you guys do the same. If I were trying to be funny, then I would be trying to be somebody I'm not. And it would just be <laughs> another dumb thing. Yeah. But if you're funny and that's what you offer, well, that's great. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of channels I watch that people are just funny and they, you know, so it's sort of like sticking in your lane. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Well, what do you think? Should we wrap this up? My wife's texting me. Are you okay? <laughs> yeah, it's probably late, right? Five ten. Wow. Oh, yeah. I'm like, yeah. I texted you at three thirty, so we just started the podcast. <laughs> oh, that's not too bad. It's only now. Uh, wow, two and a half oh. hours. Yeah. No, no, three thirty, four thirty. No. Okay, there you go. Not even two hours. Good. Yeah. Freaking yeah. I, I did a preemptive text to my wife as well because that's the same thing she would say. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, my wife knew I was going to be, I said, I'll be home around 530. Oh, her man. thing is she leaves her phone somewhere in the house and she goes just by the watch. Mm-hmm. So then sometimes you don't see the text messages. And she texts me these garbled messages that make no sense because she's talking into the watch. <laughs> hey, yeah, yeah. So we'll see everybody at the expo. Yeah. Yeah. Sunday. Yeah. We'll, probably, we'll probably get there. Want to go say like around 11? Yeah. So I, I'll pick you up around 1030, right. 1020. That sounds good. So it gets yeah. Saturday morning, ice bath. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get time for the ice bath. Just the fill workout. the back of your truck with ice and water. There you go. You guys do have to try it. I mean, oh, you don't try. have to try anything, but I, it makes me feel great. Oh, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Maybe I'll, I'll go, I'll scope out the hot tub. I just, if you clean it out and put cold water in it or just water in it today, it's going to be freezing cold oh, yeah. out of the tap. I wouldn't be surprised if it's frozen solid. Your ice bath, uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. Now it might not be. Yeah. This is pretty big. It's, when did you get it? I'm still. I'm just, uh, I got it like Memorial Day weekend or something. Recently? Yeah. Oh, really? It's one of those inflatable ones. Oh, nice. But it's like, I forget, 70 inches wide. Do you use it? In the summertime? I used it a couple times, but, you know, life gets in the way. Yeah. Hunter must love it. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think he went in once or twice. They're really, kids really aren't supposed to go in a hot tub. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. 
boys and girls out there. <clears throat> yeah. We'll uh, talk to you next week. All right. Take care. Great being here. See you. We truly appreciate you listening. If you want to support the show, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Share the show with your friends or consider subscribing to our Patreon. We'll see you next week. Yeah. Let's